0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Race to the White His House and what is to be a slightly shortened version of the show today due to a little bit of concerns left and right with scheduling. Um, This is not our normal show time. We normally do it on Tuesdays. We had to do it on Wednesdays because of a couple complication issues. So here we are, um, about a week removed from Super Tuesday 1 and a day removed from Big Tuesday. So we have a lot. To
1: specify, though, we weren't able to do a show yesterday because we had to go home and vote. It's not like we were out here doing nothing. Yes. We I, were voting. I
0: forgot to mention what I was doing was actually mildly important for the sake of this yeah. show. Yeah. So, um, but there are a lot of things that happened between the last time we recorded and now. First things first
1: I demolished Super Tuesday.
0: Yeah, she took the words right out of my mouth, Connie. You won weren't going to mention it. I was exact, that's exactly where I was going to go with this. Um, essentially at this point, I'm just going to consider Connie the winner of the predictions because I think unilaterally, we're probably going to agree on all of them going forward. Um, we didn't get to say it because the show ran after the primary, but I predicted, um, Bernie to win in Michigan and in Washington. And those two appear not to be happening. Washington's a possibility, but it's so close at this point. I'm just going to give it to Connie because it shouldn't have been competitive and it totally was. So... Um, it, it congratulations, was, Connie! You are the official winner of this year's race to the White House um, prediction contest. Uh, you I was win nothing. for myself. There is no prize. Yeah. Um, do not take random desk ornaments. That is not the prize. <laughs>
1: no, I'm like on a winning streak right now. Yeah, to, for everyone, so everyone knows. Um, the um, final numbers were 33. Me when, um and then 23. Brendan. I consider that demolishing because there was many, many states—well, by many, I mean like two or three—that Brendan got 0 for 3, and I got 3 for 3, so... Yeah, so, snap. Um,
0: largely, uh, I think more than anything, this did go to show that your reflection of polls can be somewhat correct, and that they can't always be trusted in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of places it was pretty accurate. Some places, not even close to accurate, um... So we're going to see what we can get from that information here, but I specifically want to start on talking on Super Tuesday 1, even though it's a little bit of old information at this point. But what happened was the story of the night is obviously Joe Biden. Um, even with Michael Bloomberg siphoning off a lot of his voter base, he overperformed
1: to be fair we had michael bloomberg he was taking some of joe's elizabeth warren is taking some of bernie's yes so i think it could be a fair assumption to say that like even if those two weren't there it may have ended kind of if you can assume that everyone that voted for michael bloomberg is voting for um joe biden and everyone that was voting for elizabeth warren went to bernie i feel like the answer is it would have been similar yeah
0: I would buy that argument, but I say, in my opinion, only a couple states. I think that really swang things for but Bernie, I... especially Massachusetts and Maine. Those two specifically, I believe Bernie would have won if Elizabeth would have dropped before then. Um, I didn't see much point in her staying in at that point anyways. I mean, i, I seen this tweet, and I, I, don't, I can't give credit to the author because I don't know who they were. This was like a week ago. But they said Elizabeth Warren didn't drop out of this race so she could get third place in her home state. Which just screams Marco Rubio in Florida last time to me, because that's exactly what happened. He didn't drop it, and he got either a a far second or third losing to Trump and then dropped pretty much after that. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's another week from now in our timeline, so it was a little bit later down the line. Um, Maybe Warren thought she could have had a big stand in Super Tuesday. And to be fair, right, Mm -hmm. she... She was still polling decently. Like, she could have won Massachusetts according to the polls. So, I don't necessarily think that it was the worst decision to stay in, but it certainly was to the detriment of Bernie.
1: It definitely, I... Well, it wasted some of her campaign dollars, but at some point, I mean, like, you got what you got. I don't know. I don't really know how campaign
0: finances work. A lot of the time, they'll they'll push those funds into other campaigns or helping other Nadets. Yeah. Um, I think that... Largely for me, i they did kind of counterbalance, I will say. But in certain areas, Michael, in most areas, Michael Bloomberg outperformed Elizabeth Warren, right? Yeah, which to which me. Which took more from Biden than Warren would have taken from Sarah. But Sanders.
1: also, like, as Elizabeth Warren, and I'm like, I've spent probably, what, a year and a half? Like, year to a year a and a half campaigning for this, and this guy comes in six weeks ago and he's like taking and he's doing better than me like obviously there's resources there that elizabeth warren just won't have but it's still that i'd be so disappointed Mm -hmm. um but i think i don't think anyone sees through the fact that like um and klobuchar they dropped out so that biden would get their votes and it seems like there's just not a lot of like she realized that if she dropped out bernie probably would have done much better
0: Yeah, I don't know if – would you say that stopped a lot of his momentum? Him not winning Massachusetts, him not winning Maine, him not winning Texas. Do you think that changed a tide, or was this an inevitability?
1: I feel like the eastern-level states, it would. But, Mm -hmm. like, eastern level – I don't know why I said eastern level. Eastern coast, the east coast it does. But I just feel – it's a fair assessment, but I wouldn't say it's the assessment to make in every state.
0: Yeah, I think it, it's, it definitely varies. I think, ma- again, Massachusetts and Maine really got affected by Elizabeth Warren's presence. But in the same vein, you could say Biden would have done a much better job in a way better like, delegate state like Texas if Bloomberg wasn't there. And he would have probably gotten more dele- delegates than he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main takeaway I think we can get from this is that Joe Biden won Super Tuesday one handedly. I believe Bernie Sanders won California, which was huge. Don't get me wrong. That's a huge, huge delegate get for him. But it wasn't enough, I don't think, to propel mm-hmm. the momentum. After him winning the first three states, right, he had all the momentum in the world. And South Carolina just put, you know, just kind of stopped it in his tracks.
1: And I think to so many people, it's like if, if you're our age, we're in our 20s, and you're on Twitter and Facebook, you see so many people that are Bernie fans, that this seems like such a shock. It seemed like it
0: would have been a clean sweep if that was the only media you'd pay attention to. Yes. And then you'd think that your, your distant aunt on Facebook is the is the one in the wrong and the one in the minority. But, um, you know, the voting... I, I wouldn't ears, go far
1: as to say that, the one in the wrong.
0: <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. I didn't say that. I meant... You did say that? I said that. that, but that's not what I meant. By in the wrong, I meant, like, in another camp, right? Mm-hmm. If you were a Bernie supporter, you would think that I'm voting for the right candidate, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of where I was going with it. Yeah,
1: and we'll, I if we have time, we'll get to more of that now. This is, like, the one place besides liking tweets on Twitter that I get, like, my political stuff out. I prefer to, like, I just think it's best to, as much as I want to sometimes, to go out and say something on Facebook or comment on someone's status, but I choose not to because I feel like... Unnecessary negative energy. I suppose. Okay, that makes you sound like a freaking hippie. <laughs> I am not a hippie. Um, I. It, this is just a better outlet for it, and I think it gets viewpoints along further. Yeah. So, but now are we going to transition to talking about Big Tuesday, which was March tenth? Yes, Mario um, Day. My,
0: my closing statements on this is that I believe Joe had all the momentum in the world after this, and the fact that there was not a debate between these two was, I believe, pivotal. Because I think I personally feel like a lot of Joe's momentum gets lost in debates, especially when there's a lot of people. He, he It wasn't a matter of him ever winning debates, even though I think he did win one of them. Um, I think it was the last one, actually. Um, it's not a matter of winning debates. It was a matter of surviving them.
1: But I feel like so many people are tired of debates right now. I know I talk to like people in my family And people like we watched the first couple debates, but it's like I just can't watch this anymore. This is way too much.
0: Yeah. So, but then it would have been a narrow candidate field, which would have been a much different kind of environment. Yeah. Too.
1: But in reality, like you can't always get debates before this stuff. It's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Um, moving on to Big Tuesday, though which okay.
0: was March 10th. So talking about oh. yesterday's contest in Big Tuesday, they were six, I believe, different contests up for grabs, seven if you count Democrats abroad, which I don't believe has been counted yet. So we had um, Michigan, Missouri. Michigan, Missouri, Mississippi, okay. Idaho, Washington, and North Dakota. Dakota. We going decode Dakota here. Dakota. So just going by the ones that are 100% in right now, North Dakota, Bernie Sanders gets his win of the night. Uh, He actually wasn't projected to win this state. Um, But he beat Joe by about 13 points, which is a pretty good margin. But it was a caucus, I believe. So Mm -hmm. those typically tend to favor Bernie. A lot of states that switched from caucus to primaries, Bernie had some more trouble in when last time he did really, really well. Which um, I'm going to touch on a little bit more in a minute. So North Dakota... I think there're like 14 delegates up for grabs. Great for Bernie, not a huge like point to hold. Though. Like it's not it's not something super significant. Uh, moving on to Idaho, a state that Sanders won last time. He lost to Joe by about 6 points. Um which again, not a very delegate-rich state, not a huge deal for Bernie to lose. I don't think especially by 6 points, you kind of split those delegates relatively evenly at that point. Um Going to the biggest blowout of the night is Mississippi, where Sanders is actually, I believe, under the delegate threshold. So Biden may get all of this, as he has 81% of the vote. Um, Looking at CNN's delegate tracker, it does say that Bernie Sanders has gotten one pledged delegate out of the 31 possible. Biden has 30. That is a huge margin there um like biden was running it up and you got to think that's a pretty big blow for a state that sanders performed at least 30 percent last time that's half Mm -hmm. his coalition gone
1: yeah i mean part of me is like you can't hold that much like you can hold some stock in what you did last time but you are facing a totally different beast than you were last time not to call either the candidates beast but (laughs) it's just a metaphor
0: um moving on to missouri another state that sanders had neck and neck with hillary just losing by very, very, very small margin, like less than one percent. Sanders got blew out in this contest, losing sixty to thirty-four percent. That's not good for somewhere that he remained very competitive in last time, and with a decent amount of delegates, especially around the St. Louis area. Um he he struggled here, which was a really bad sign, but not as bad as the sign of the next two contests we're gonna talk about. Michigan. Which has 93% in. You can obviously call it at this point. Biden has 52% of the vote. And you'd think, oh, well, um, Sanders must have 48. We must sound close. But no, Sanders only has 36% of the vote. Um, and isn't
1: a lot of this due to the fact that there were absentee ballots that yes. were already filled out? Um, what state is this in again? Was this Michigan. In Michigan? Yes. Yeah. And I know we had the option that, like, if your candidate had dropped out, you can do something else. But... Uh, I think that accounts for the fact that not everyone is able to do that.
0: Yeah, and not a lot, not enough people care. That was the case frankly. in Washington.
1: That was the case in Washington as well, wasn't yep. it? Yeah.
0: So, um, Bernie, there's a little bit of a gap there, but Bernie lost pretty significantly in Michigan. He lost uh, about a 20 delegate difference, which is a lot um, in a state that last time Joe Biden, oh, not Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton lost, and it was it was what revived Bernie Sanders' entire campaign last mm-hmm. time. But now it's, it's shocking to see the amount of Midwest support lost by Sanders. It's hard to make the argument that you are the best candidate for the Midwest when you can't win any Midwestern states. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this writing was on the wall when he lost Minnesota um, last time, and that may or may not have a lot to do with Amy Klobuchar's endorsement. But Sanders losing this much support in Michigan is a bad, bad sign for his campaign because I think they put most of their stock into winning this thing. It was mm-hmm. their kind of gasp here. Um,
1: well I mean he was here on Saturday campaigning in Flint, I believe, yeah at least he did a speech there um and i biden he did he spend time here?
0: No, I think Biden spent most of his he was in Detroit for a day mm-hmm. um which caused a controversy with him and a union worker getting into a little spat but um no he Sanders spent significantly more time in Michigan than Joe Biden did um Just looking at counties that are significant within Michigan, um, starting with uh, Wayne County, which is the biggest hall of delegates here, or the biggest hall of the vote, Sanders did better than he did last time in Wayne County, which is a testament to him doing better with African-American voters, but he still lost by a 60,000 vote margin, which is a lot. And then if you look at the whole county breakdown, Biden won every single county. Even the ones that like the college towns that typically you would assume would I mean they we don't swing, have 100% they of the swing vote. a little
1: bit more liberal it's also important to keep in mind that in college towns not everyone in that I I live in Saginaw don't tell the secretary of state but my home address is not here and so therefore my vote My opinion is in Saginaw, but my vote is somewhere else. Yes. And I think that is the case for a large amount of people. Their legal residence is not always in East Lansing, Ann Arbor, um, Saginaw, Kalamazoo, and stuff like that, Grand Rapids.
0: But just looking at the patterns from last time, these are the counties that Sanders kills. And And he does better in these counties than other counties. Looking at Washtenaw County specifically, where Ann Arbor and Eastern Michigan are, in a university in Michigan, Biden still won by 2,000 votes. Now, I don't know if that's a matter of your point or if it's a matter of younger people not voting, which, you know, we do... Younger people, right, like the the 18 to 29 demographic actually vote more than the 30 to 39, which is interesting to me, Mm -hmm. Um, at least from some statistics I've read that may not be true across the board in all states. But um, it's just interesting to show that you can't... It is tough to rely on us. We are not very reliable voters, mm-hmm. um, and it's just shocking to me that even in these college counties, Biden—not Biden—Biden overperformed, Sanders underperformed, and Michigan was a testament to Midwestern who they would vote in. Um, and remember, that's the vote that you need for this general election. Um, and now, the last one I want to talk about is Washington State. Now, Washington State still hasn't been called. Yeah. Um, it's neck and neck. Now I only say this as a bad thing for Sanders because last time he won seventy to thirty. He dominated every single county in Washington.
1: Okay. I know that you're focusing a lot on like how he did last time, but he was if he was facing Hillary Clinton again, I would say that yes, this is much more important to look at, but he is facing someone else. The results are going to be different, and he is facing someone that I think is to me, and I think the general consensus, even if people don't want to say it right now, is more likable than Hillary Clinton. He's a strong and also Canada. yeah, and also a lot of people in 2016 they did not have faith that I think a lot of them don't have faith that a woman could beat Donald Trump either. I also so, think in
0: 2016 people had a lot of faith that um, Donald Trump would not win, even yeah. if they didn't vote for Hillary. So they felt that they could stay home and it wouldn't really matter that much because Hillary's going to win anyways. Yeah. But that's just not the case. And now that you have this reality where Donald Trump is the president, maybe a lot of people felt more initiative to get out um, and vote for a more moderate candidate that they feel aligns with them better.
1: And also, he, I think to a lot of people, Bernie was a fresh new face then. Yes. That movement was new. A
0: fresh 74-year-old face. Oh, yeah. Super fresh.
1: (laughs) But... So I think, yeah, it. he's probably looking at these numbers too. Hopefully he's not listening to this podcast and sorry, being like, wow, this boy just keeps ripping into me about how bad I did this time compared to last time. But So if you are, I'm sorry, Bernie.
0: Bernie, feel free to come on the podcast and defend yourself. I, yeah. I will be here, even if the university isn't. No. <laughs> um, so looking at, at Washington, a state... Here's the thing. I'm, I'm comparing it to last time for this reason alone. Last race was close, but Bernie still lost. This race, not nearly as close. And if Bernie can't win relatively liberal places like Washington or like even, even Michigan, who leans blue, right? Mm-hmm. If you can't win those kinds of states, I don't see where the path forward for you here is. And that's where I'm going to get into this question for you, Connie. Is the race over? Um, technically, no. The race can't...
1: No, the race... They still have, um, debates set up. They still have stuff set up. Um...
0: To you, uh, is the race over?
1: See, I don't want to come into this with a biased point, because I have not made it, like... I don't think I've made it totally, like, um, hidden that I do support Biden, but to me, I do think that there shows significant signs that it is over for Bernie.
0: Here's my consensus he, here.
1: Because I believe he said that he's not going to be like a martyr
0: or he's not going to no. um well, he, a masochist. He, he in an interview, I, I will support Biden if he wins. Biden will support me. We are friends. He mm-hmm. has made that very clear that they are friends and they just have a policy difference, which is fine. But- I like
1: it when they talk about... Um, Kim Jong-un together.
0: <laughs> Other than that, he's a nice guy. So, look at the next four states that we have on this calendar, okay? Florida. We went to Hillary Clinton 70 to 30.
1: Yeah, because I believe last time, before he went to Florida, he started saying things praising Fidel Castro well, again. N-
0: no. And it, people don't like he that. He was in a debate, and they played footage of him doing it in the 90s. Yeah. Which is... It, 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 it kind of a low blow. I'll say that. They could have just asked him a question about it instead of playing the audience video footage. That, that kind of screamed dirty to me.
1: But Politics is
0: dirty. It's yeah, how it is. But you shouldn't expect that from a moderator. Hillary could pull that out and it'd be different. Like if she just pulled out her iPhone and started showing the crowd. Um, but that, that's just my opinion. But if you look at the next four states, Florida who Bernie lost significantly last time. Georgia, that Bernie lost last time. Illinois, with a large African-American population that Biden does significantly better with. Mm-hmm. Right? And um, I'm missing one of these four states. I apologize. It's so unprofessional of me. <gasps> it's Ohio. Ew. Oh, of course I forgot Ohio, right? Ew. Um, <laughs> um, Ohio will be elated. Anyways. Let's so, not say that right now. <laughs> um, which, again, went to Hillary last time. So... If Bernie is underperforming in the areas he did well in last time, the only areas that he has improved in from last time was California and Iowa, right? He, per- mm-hmm. he overperformed in those areas compared to where he did last time. And in- in Nevada, I believe, um, the first three in California. It's where where do you expect to grow at this point if you cannot no longer win states you did well in last time? I, I mean, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say he's going to win Georgia because, frankly, he's not. I'm sorry. He's, the, the numbers are insurmountable. Maybe he can pull out some kind of miracle in Ohio but, and maybe Chicago. I've seen him have a couple rallies there. Mm-hmm. But even then, even if he gets 100% of the vote in Illinois and Ohio, I don't see the mathematical path for him to have a victory here. I don't. Um, I respect him. He has all the privilege in the world to go out in his own coattails and to go out on his terms, right? Have the debate on Sunday. Um, go out in a respectful way. But at some point, you've got to make sure that you're not just getting blown out in every contest at this point. it's Yeah. Um, you, you want to have some dignity. Mm-hmm. I don't think Bernie's going to take it to the convention. I think next week will be it. But for me, all intents and purposes, this race is game set. I don't see how where Bernie can pick up the delegates he needs to to even get a majority and nevertheless, like, get enough needed to win the nomination. That's taking account superdelegates. The superdelegates, as I'm sure many people are very aware, were never going to go to Bernie unless he had the majority. You know, they weren't even—I I didn't subscribe to the camp that thought the superdelegates were going to turn on Bernie if he won the majority— uh, I think that'd be chaos if, if, like, Bernie got the most delegates and then they decided to go with Joe.
1: Well, people would riot in the yeah, streets. Would it terrible. wouldn't do anything good for Joe Biden. So, do
0: you think that all of these superdelegates – sorry about that little mic issue there. Um, do you think all these superdelegates are going to screw over Joe Biden in favor of Bernie? You're out of your mind. No, no. <laughs> They wouldn't do that yeah. for Joe. They certainly won't do it for Bernie. Um. It it just seems like an impossibility from here. Looking at all the different, like, possible states that he could even win. Alaska, he won last time. Okay, that's, what, maybe 14 delegates, right? 15. Uh, Arizona, decent Hispanic population. Okay, gets a majority there. Hawaii, I don't know how he did last time, but maybe he could win that kind of vote. You know, but you still got places like Louisiana with a good chunk of votes. You still got... Um, places like Nebraska, New Jersey, New York, all places that went last time to Hillary. I I don't see the path forward here for Bernie Sanders. And I and I say this as as admittedly on this podcast, I voted for Bernie Sanders in Michigan. Yes. I did. But I don't see where he can win. I don't even see where he can keep it competitive. Mhm. Um so as far as I'm concerned, Joe Biden is the nominee yes
1: i and for me it really upsets me that a lot of people are going to be very upset about that and there's a lot of people who compare joe biden to donald trump just because he's a moderate republican and he's a moderate republican no i uh, sorry i'm sorry a moderate democrat my words are a little bit messed up right now um and it's not fair to put them at that level oh my god sorry oh. i just got some breaking news SVSU classes are canceled until April seventeenth.
0: R.I.P. Our podcast, I suppose. Well, so
1: bye. <laughs> on that note,
0: well, this very, very well have been one of the last, if not um, the last show, anyways, unless we record from home, which is a possibility. Um, but the, I mean, the race is probably over at this point. So you know, we might just be covering. I mean, news. there is
1: still stuff.
0: Yeah, um, there's still stuff to cover coming forward here. Um, I think the debate on Sunday is going to be really interesting too. Because um, I feel like it may it should be a matter of saving face for Joe at this point. Um, so, where we're at from here is how much longer do you think Bernie's going to stay in?
1: I think it's going to stay in for a week. I think that Wednesday, this time next week, is going to break very many of people's hearts.
0: Yeah, I, I don't see Bernie getting past Florida at this point. Because at some point, you have to contribute to the common good instead of making things worse. Uh, going up against the challenge of Donald Trump. Which leads me to my next topic. Andrew Yang single-handedly made Bernie Sanders lose states he already lost, I guess, by not endorsing him. His 4% margins in Iowa endorsement must have mattered that much. Um, as many of you in this podcast know, I am a former Andrew Yang supporter.
1: Oh, I have updates on the information I just gave. Classes are not canceled. They are online.
0: Yeah, so... um. This university is now under strict quarantine, uh, unfortunately. So we'll, we'll keep you guys updated on that one. Um, but where we were at with this is that, as you know, I was an Andrew Yang supporter um, going throughout this campaign. And on CNN last night, after it was announced that Biden had won Michigan by a significant margin, Andrew Yang endorsed Joe Biden seeing the race is over. Looking at the states and the delegates left, I can't say I disagree with him. Um, but because of this, people began calling him a hypocrite, a fraud, a sellout, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, et cetera. But What's your take?
1: Okay, seemingly, I think a lot of political commentators that are much more important than us and our little show... Um, this
0: show is more important than anything. Okay. Okay. Uh, for those listening, Connie just took her mic <laughs> off of the stand... And it is now floating in the air. <laughs> okay. So, uh, apologies to the little clips that we got going on there. I but don't think we're going to
1: hear those. But um, if I've, if little old me and my two months of caring about politics intensely can tell that Joe Biden, that Joe Biden is most likely going to be the nominee, and Sanders, he just doesn't have the numbers. He just doesn't have the delegate count. He doesn't have the people count. Those are all things you need to be the. Um, That's a hot take. The front runner. That's a hot I, take. Yeah, you me and my and You need votes win. and delegates to win. You need votes and delegates. You need people to like you. Yeah. Andrew Yang supporting Bernie, isn't
0: going to do much there for him. Like, I would even argue that the Warren endorsement that never happened wouldn't have mattered that much. And I think
1: at this point, Warren's not gonna do.
0: No, no, no. Anything. At this point, she'll probably end up endorsing Joe at the at the convention or before that, because what what does she have to gain from endorsing Bernie at this point? Twitter's admiration? They won't even care. They'll still call her a snake for waiting this long. It, mm-hmm. it, it it's a lose lose situation. Um, I mean, I. <sighs> You know, Andrew's gone on record in 2016 saying he voted for Bernie Sanders. And as he said on Twitter earlier today, he's a personal hero of his. Do you really think that he would have he would have preferred endorsing Joe over Bernie? I don't believe that for well, a second. he
1: did endorse. Well, no,
0: but if, if it wasn't clear that Joe was the winner. I feel uh, in my heart, if Bernie was continuing to win and Bernie had the same exact voter pathway that Joe did... That Yang would have enthusiastically done the exact opposite. It's a matter of, ironically, math. Not of principle. It's a pragmatic mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. So, I I don't get it. I, I don't get where... I, maybe it's an ideological thing. Like, you should have died on the hill with him. Instead of promoting Joe, you should have died on the hill with Bernie. And that just doesn't make sense to me.
1: That's just not... That's just not a long-standing plan of action there. And,
0: like, yeah, it would have made Rose Twitter happy for a while, but what would that have done for the country? Yeah. And I think that's what needs to be looked at more than anything here. And, and in my opinion, I think Bernie knows this thing's over just as much as the rest of us do. I do. If you listen to his press conference today, which he had in Burlington, he spoke about specifically doing whatever he can to get Trump out of office. Those are very important words because that tells me he's doing whatever he can to support the nominee, which he said before, but he's always claimed it will be him. I don't see how it could be him at this point. I just don't see it. And the absolute piss and vinegar, excuse my language of, Oh yeah. I said vinegar. I said vinegar. (laughs) Um, The absolute vitriol coming from people on Twitter on Andrew Yang about his endorsement honestly made me really, really sad.
1: It makes me really... Well, you want to talk more about Yang, so I'll let you do that.
0: Um. Uh, It makes me sad to be a progressive sometimes, in all honesty, because it's, it's difficult when you see someone that wants to make a genuine change and understands the pragmatism of using your endorsement to help... The obvious winner sees that, goes with the logic, and gets bombarded for it. And, and people are all like, oh, um, you said you'd only endorse him if they, if they championed UBI. No, he didn't. He said that. He said that would go a long way in earning his endorsement. But then he said, I will support whoever the nominee is regardless. There's no question about it. 538 indicates that Joe Biden has a 99.7% chance of winning. I'm sorry, but there's no chance that Bernie's got this at this point. So it makes only makes sense to support Joe Biden. There's a reason he waited until after Michigan to do it, until the odds are abundantly clear.
1: Well, what I think has to happen is that Bernie needs to send a message to his supporters that a positive one, that it's going to be okay. And that I have faith in Joe Biden, so you should too. This may not have been your number one pick, but that doesn't mean that, like, you have to be scared. Not everything works out the way that we planned them to, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to be okay.
0: Yeah, Um, and I think a big issue with a lot of the vote last time, you know, and I don't necessarily believe the theory that all these Bernie Sanders people didn't vote for Hillary. I mean, I've seen some of it, but realistically most of them did i would argue Mm -hmm. that um but sanders needs to endorse joe a lot quicker this time around than he waited to endorse hillary last time yeah because i think that did hurt him waiting so long because it made you think that he had to think about it and someone this close in the race shouldn't have to think about it that much
1: for me it's like i wouldn't have dropped out if i didn't endorse the other candidate you know but i feel like I guess I know there's other things that go on. In a perfect world, I wouldn't have dropped out if I didn't believe in someone else. But it's sad. But I don't think that that means that people should be really pissed off about um, about Bernie not doing as well.
0: Yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of them are taking it out on Andrew today as their scapegoat. Rather than the fact that I don't think Andrew Yang's endorsement would have moved the needle. I don't I, and I love Andrew Yang. I love Andrew Yang more than most things in this world, but <laughs> but his endorsement wouldn't have done a whole lot. Maybe a percentage point, maybe two in some states. That doesn't matter at this point. Bernie lost by 20, 30 points in some places. Places like uh, Mississippi, he lost by 60, 70. So I just't don't, I don't see. Um, why he's being scapegoated here. I don't. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's a matter of principle. I think that's what it is more than anything. But even then, what what are you accomplishing within the progressive movement when you're alienating some of your biggest stars, right, quote unquote, in Elizabeth Warren, Andrew Yang, the people that had that crossover appeal that a progressive movement would need? What are you doing by vilifying them? Mm-hmm. Bernie is not the only progressive... Bernie and AOC and Rashida Tlaib right they're not the only progressives that matter you need a broad coalition here and, if you want a movement like that to succeed and i think
1: it makes the bernie bros look really bad when they do this i know that i know a lot of people who support bernie quietly by themselves and aren't i know not everyone that supports bernie is a bernie bro is what i'm trying to say
0: but and not all bernie bros are bad obviously. and that not all bernie
1: bros are bad yeah. yes thank most you. are good
0: people but the vocal minority puts a lot of bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. yeah
1: um i think it makes them look really bad by doing this and it just kind of shows i think it shows the i say that as blue hat twitter myself yes um i think it shows the divisiveness that we face among even just the democratic party and that is to push and say that bernie sanders is a democrat which he does not say he is in his home state but he says he is when he's running for president but um I think that shows the divisiveness that that movement, the progressive movement, has to conquer still in order to... Bernie probably won't run again,
0: but for... I cannot imagine 90-year-old Bernie <laughs> running for president.
1: But for the next Bernie, or for even, like, if Andrew Yang runs for president again, like, another person with great ideas that just need to be presented in the right way and have a, garnered a lot of support, that we need the progressive party, they need to not alienate each other when someone goes out and does something that's just mathematically smart
0: the difference between moderate democrats and even extreme republicans and moderate republicans right they all kind of can come into the same camp sometimes when it comes to a candidate like donald trump Uh, progressives don't tend to align that way and i say that as a progressive pretty picky Mm -hmm. right and to their own detriment that's why you know, a major leftist and labor movement in this country specifically has been a long shot for a long time. I th- I feel that somewhere along the way, I'm getting way more opinionated than I normally do on this show. But I feel that somewhere along the way, the the left movement towards progressivism gets stuck in this rut of not be, wanting to work with people from the other side or people from a lower part of your own party. And that's just necessary. You know, I see a lot of vilification of Joe Biden right now and Joe Biden has his faults. I'm not saying that he's not, I'm not saying that he's a perfect human being by, or even a perfect candidate by any stretch of the imagination, but for people to put him on the same exact level as the president or close to the president is vilifying everything that the democratic party has been working for, for the last since 2008 even right so everyone all the the progressive twitter gets all happy when the democrats win the house of representative and nancy pelosi becomes a speaker or -hmm. when gretchen whitmer in michigan wins the governorship that was previously occupied by republican rick snyder Mm -hmm. everyone gets all happy then but then the second it goes to the executive branch the vitriol's here and everyone's too picky about candidates and obviously you're allowed to have and, and that goes without saying you're supposed to have Intellectual discussion of candidates' pros and cons. Yes. That's supposed to happen. But to alienate your entire base based on what boils down to policy difference on how to get the same goals done is proactive to nothing than getting Donald Trump's coalition to help each other. Yes.
1: And I have – well, we have about four minutes left, and I think this is a good place to kind of, like, have, like, a little bit of an ending point. Yes. Um, I was watching CNN last night. I saw former – um governor grandholm governor of michigan on there
0: she looks very good
1: by the way um if you're listening jennifer um and she made this point uh, i believe she she said that all the younger people in her family support bernie she supports biden it's similar like that in my family as well um but she made the point that a lot of people are saying well i'm just not going to vote now Like, now that it's Biden and Trump. And she made the point to say, you know, I wish I had the luxury to not vote. Yeah. And just because, and I think that we kind of need to end this point. We, unfortunately, don't know when we're going to podcast again. We need to end this with the point that voting is important. It is a a right. It is a privilege. And just because you don't like what you have up there... That doesn't mean that you shouldn't vote and you shouldn't have your voice heard. You're voting for, like, not only are you voting for president, no. this stuff, who is president, that leads to who gets nominated for the Supreme Court. Like, he gets to nom- he gets to nominate, I believe. Yes. And then he gets to, like, that happens. If you feel comfortable voting for a third party, if you really think that's going to be the best choice for you, or if you feel like not voting is a good choice I urge you to just think about all the stuff that the president has besides just one single issue that you like
0: um, I would like to make a small pitch and you know on the on the perspective that this may be the last show um, for the foreseeable future maybe we'll record at home if um, we feel the creative drive but on the perspective that this would be the last episode I, I do want to leave with a closing statement under the, the guise that Joe Biden will be the nominee, which is very likely at this point. Um, I, I would like to give a final pitch as someone who is a progressive, um, a Yang to Bernie to Biden progressive at this point. Like Connie said, there are a lot of people that would love to have this privilege to be able to vote to get Donald Trump out of office. There are a lot of people that care a whole lot and can't. There are kids in cages in America that would love Joe Biden as their president and would love to, the opportunity... Or would
1: just love Trump not as their yeah, president.
0: Would would love the opportunity to change things. We're all given a very unique and special opportunity to have that power and to be able to say what is what they think is the better alternative here. And I implore you to really look at the histories of both of the candidates. Yeah, there's some muddled waters in there for Joe Biden. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that there's not. I'm not going to lie to you. There are. But if you look at all the accomplishments and all the great things that a history of politics can bring a candidate, and frankly, the level of respect that it can bring back to that position, for a lot of people that don't have the the benefits and the privilege to vote they need you and it's really important that you help them like bernie said fight for someone who's not yourself i think this is just as big of an opportunity to do that
1: with that said hopefully we will be speaking to you guys soon everyone wash your hands (laughs) stay safe don't go places if you're sick Don't go places if you're feeling sick. If you have a temperature, don't go places. Vote. 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 Vote, vote, vote. Vote. And hopefully we'll be seeing you guys soon, like we just said. But if not,
0: vote. Vote. (laughs) When Um, in doubt, vote. Much love. This podcast has given me an amazing opportunity to be able to speak our voices in, in a place that you know, I may not have thought it been possible a couple years back and on a really good platform. So I want to thank Cardinal Radio. I want to thank SBSU. I want to thank the Democratic Party. I want to thank the Republican Party for giving me such a very interesting thing to talk about throughout the last three months. And Vermin Supreme. Yeah, I would like to thank Vermin Supreme for his dedication to fashionable footwear across this nation.
1: And headpieces.
0: Universal Free Ponies. Um, oh, if last note, if you want to vote for Libertarian, that's fine, but uh, please actually know what they what they stand for. If you're voting for a third party, please actually believe in what and they And then believe. also,
1: like I said, keep in mind that that person also decides who's in charge of the Supreme Court and many other important things and is the leader of the military. So please keep that in mind when you vote. German Supreme, baby. Please don't end it like this.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope to catch you back here again soon. We're going to do our best to be able to still supply content under these very, very weird COVID-19 circumstances. Um, We're living in a post-apocalyptic world here, people. So thank you all for listening. Uh, Much love to everybody who supported us throughout this entire way. And hopefully we'll catch you again soon. Thanks for stopping by.
1: Bye.